This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Hello and welcome to The Letter from the Bureau, a special series which is part of The Straits Times Asian Insider podcast channel. I'm your host, ST's foreign editor, Bhagyashri Garika. Now, the letter from the Bureau is like a scenic detour from the raging news of the day. We talk about life as it goes on amid all the crises that break around us. I chat each month with one of ST's 30-odd correspondents in 15 cities across the Asia-Pacific, the United States and Europe. And they share with you interesting trends and events unfolding in their countries. In our 18th episode, we are speaking to the Straits Times South Korea correspondent, Chang Mei Chun. It's good to have you on the show again, Mechun. Yeah, thanks, Bagia. Now, as we speak today, Mechun, it's almost a month to that horrific, tragic Itaewon disaster where 158 people died and nearly 200 were injured in a crowd crush during Halloween celebrations. Uh, as it stands, we are now a few weeks away from the start of another festive season, Christmas and New Year. Now, is Seoul gearing up for crowds again? And is there a different approach? Um, yes, we um, we see Christmas and New Year coming. Um, and I think Seoul will be different this time. Um, Itaewon, since um, a month ago, has been very, very quiet. And um, Itaewon is the place where lots of people go um, to party because it's like a central for lots of um, clubs and pubs and, you know, drinking holes and all that. What happened over Halloween is um, really unfortunate. But the thing is, I, I think everyone realizes by now that it it not necessarily can happen in Itaewon. It can happen anywhere. There are other um, clubbing districts in Seoul, like um, Hongdae, popular with the students, and then Gangnam, which is more popular with um, the office workers. So everyone takes note that, you know, we don't want crowds, um, such big crowds again. And um, I think before that, Seoul being a very overcrowded city, uh, people have this sense like, you know, there will be crowds everywhere you go, whether in the shopping malls, on the subway station, um, you know, wherever, wherever you are. So people are a bit, um, should I say, indifferent, you know, to to have being in crowds. And they didn't think that anything serious can happen, you know, even if you stand very close to people, you know, next to you. Um, so Itaewon is a big wake-up call. It's um, it's something that South Koreans took for granted for a very long time. So moving forward, um, as questions are being asked, how, you know, the Itaewon crop crush happened and what could have been done to prevent it happening again, so the police is under pressure to do a lot more the next time a festive season comes around. So usually in, in, in Seoul, where you see the police the most is at protests. Um, and protests happen, you know, every weekend. Um, it's usually organized by somebody. So when there's a big organizer, they will apply to the government um, that there's certain rules to be to be followed. And they will be very, and the organizers will be very diligent and very careful when it comes to crowd control because you don't want, um, you know, any, any big crowds clashing, especially when it comes to a political protest. But for something like, you know, crowds gathering for a festive season, um, the police don't seem to think that, you know, 
there's a need to go in and control the crowds because people go there to have fun. You know, they're not there to pick up fights. The police are there, um, but their main role is to look out for, you know, crimes or traffic offences, things like that. But moving forward, I think the, tra- the, the the police will be there, you know, putting up barricades, you know, controlling crowds when the next big festive season comes around. So there's this whole seriousness uh, to, you know, approaching crowd control, as you say. So managing not just the protest situations, but even uh, festive situations, right? Calls for different kind of policing. And I think that gap showed up, unfortunately, in that Itaewon incident, right? So, you know, in your piece uh, that appeared um, on Sunday, uh, you used two words that, uh, you know, really have been ringing in my head. One was Pali Pali. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. And the other one was skinship. So intriguing words. Tell us how these two, um, you know, peculiarly, I, I guess, uh, South Korean or e- even more peculiar to Seoul, these words, how they go on to explain the culture of crowds and personal space in, um, in Korea. Okay, Pali Pali actually means um, to do things fast. And um, um, over here in South Korea, it's a very fast-paced society and Koreans generally are impatient. So when you are impatient, you want to do things quickly. Yeah. So um, what happens is if you are on the subway, um, going to the subway station and you know there's a big crowd in front of you and you want to move quickly because you know, you're late for appointment or whatever, um, Koreans tend to want to push you know, to get ahead. So they're impatient. They want to get ahead. They will start pushing people. So when you're in a subway station um, or in a bigger crowd, this is very common. And it's so common that people have gotten used to it. South Koreans never complain when, you know, you, you get pushed by other people, you know, who, who want to work faster than you. Um, but my friends who are here, we can't get used to that. You know, for Singaporeans, you... You, you try to keep a personal space, you know, when you're out there, you don't want to touch people, you don't want people to touch you either. So we do, uh, we are very conscientious about keeping that space. But Koreans do not have that sense of personal space. Um, and this links to skinship. Skinship is a, a word that they, you know, took combining skin and a relationship or mm. friendship. So it becomes, a, it, it used, it's used to describe how people bond through touching and um, display of physical um, affection. So in Korea, you're going to see um, like, you know, grandmothers, you know, uh, smacking their, you know, young children on, 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 on the back, you know, to show that they are fond of them. Um, when you watch variety shows, you see like, you know, K-pop idol groups, you know, it could be BTS or whatever. The guys are going to, to, mm. to smack each other, um, you know, on, on the butt to show that, you know, they're fond of each other. But when you are not familiar with the culture, you think like, oh, you know, what are they trying to do? Um, but to the Koreans, this is very normal. You know, girls, um, friends, girlfriends who are very, very close, they hold hands. Mm. Or, you know, you will hook your hand around, you know, a, a, um, a, a lady who is older than you, you call like, you know, Nuna, which means elder sister, but not your real sister. You hook your arm around her as you walk, you know, you start to whisper. So so all these are, are display of, you know, people bonding. Um, and this combined with, you know, the Pali Pali, um, it manifests, it manifests and people not, 
not being very aware that you know being too close to each other could be dangerous. Hmm. Like you know, in, in in a crowded situation, when I saw the pictures and videos from the crowd in Itaewon that day, um, people were just you know stuck together. They were like you know shoulder to shoulder, chest to back. Um, you know, if you were to ask me, if I see such a crowd, I would not go in. Hmm. But to the Koreans who are like, you know, they, they want to join the festive season, they look at a crowd like that. To them, it's kind of like normal. Hmm. You know, you're, you're less aware that a crowd like that could be dangerous uh, because you have less awareness that, you know, when there's no personal space, if something happens, you are unable to react. Yeah, so, so that's the thing. And then if they want to go into the crowd fast, people start to push. So from anecdotes um, um, from um, eyewitnesses and, and, and people who, who survived um, the crowd crash, they were saying that, um, you know, you could hear people um, saying, you know, from behind you, push, push, you know, if, if we can push, we'll get out faster, you know, things like that. So it also understands, and it also kind of explains why, you know, that, that, that the whole thing happened because people are pushing from one direction and the opposite direction. And, you know, someone fell and then they started to, you know, fall and, and, and power. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. And now back to our podcast episode. And now let's get back to my conversation with The Straits Times South Korea correspondent, Chang Mei-chun. So it's a cultural thing that, you know, personal space is, let's say, smaller. Therefore, uh, when that situation developed, people weren't, you know, that alarm did trigger People still thought it's okay to go and party away to join the fest. You know, they didn't see something alarming there. So, yeah, I think, yeah, that does kind of explain. And, of course, later on, it, it became just totally out of control. And, uh, you know, that tragedy ensued. Uh, so, uh, you've also written about, you know, your experience traveling in a very, very crowded Seoul metro line. So, I think this is at line nine, and and you say it, it's um, it's called subway from hell. So, why is it called that? And what was your own experience like on that train? You're not a regular commuter, Mechun. Um, I'm not. <laughs> okay. I um I'm I'm not a regular commuter. I have um you know I stick to taxis, especially after COVID, um when you know that you want to stay away from crowds in Seoul. The subway is very, very crowded. Uh, there are many lines, um, and um, but during morning peak hours and evening peak hours, and sometimes even in the afternoons when um, you know more and more people start to travel, commute around, um, the subway gets very, very crowded. So I, I've heard friends, you know, talk about how they were on a certain line and then they felt so squeezed, you know, um, you know, basically packed like sardines. And line nine is um, things are especially bad um, because line nine is a line that goes from um, the borders of um, Seoul on the on the west from near Gimpo area, um, and it cuts through the middle of Seoul and it brings you to two um, main business districts, um, Yeouido. And then Gangnam. So you can imagine in morning and evening peak hours, there'll be a lot of people who will be trying to get on the train to get to work or to go home. And one more thing, 
Line 9 has got fewer cabins compared to other lines. So there'll be, you know, even more people trying to get onto the train so that they could, you know, they get to work on time, right? There's more people trying to push and whatever to go into the train. Um, and I've seen some, you know, pictures and videos from when Line 9 was first started. It was really terrible. Like, you know, you see people pushing, pushing and pushing just to get in and people trying to, you know. So basically when you're in there, you are so squeezed that you can't even hold on to anything. You know, mm. you're just depending on people around you to keep you stable, you know, when the train moves, something like that. And in recent years, they've tried to add more cabins to the train to try to, you know, ease the, the human congestion. And during COVID, it was a big relief because, you know, as people work from home, they don't take the summer so often. So it was okay. But as people go back to work, you know, now that, you know, the, mm-hmm. the temat- pandemic is coming to an end, this overcrowding situation on the subway train um, gets a lot more attention. And Line 9, it's kind of the same. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's said to be um, very, very crowded. So I thought that I will want to go and experience it myself. Um, and Line 9 has been getting quite a bit of attention because of the Itaewon crash. And the, the government wants to step in and try to increase the number of trains, increase the, the, the frequency uh, so that more people will be able to ride the train safely. Um, and there was a report that said that um, during peak hours, Line 9, is um, the capacity is 150% of normal. So you can understand that it is mm. actually um, overcrowded, yeah. but you you can't really stop people from from going on on the train. So I went out and I wanted to experience how bad it is. I, from my house, I went out and I took the train to um, Yoido, um, but maybe I was a bit late. So when I went out, the situation was quite okay. You missed the morning crowd, the office yes. peak, perhaps. Okay. Yes. Yes, I think I missed it because by the time I got there, I could I could see that people were there were still people on the train, but not so crowded. And then the queues were quite orderly. Mm. And you know, people weren't like pushing and shoving. And line nine, you know, given the all that I have read, I thought that you know there would be some pushing, but. To my surprise, no one pushed me. I was able to walk very comfortably. And even on the escalators, um, other places on the escalators, people will be, you know, you, you, you take up every step there is and you start to walk. But on um, at the station in, in Line 9, I noticed that people were keeping, you know, one, they were stepping on alternate steps. Mm. So kind of deliberately, you know, Keeping Increasing space, space between you and mm. the next person. Yes, I'm not sure whether this is peculiar to Line Nine, but I hear from other friends who are commuting. They say, "No, the situation is, you know, is is, is still as you know frantic as 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 before. You know, they still feel squeezed on the train." But when I was there at um on 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 Line Nine, I could feel that you know people were taking more caution, they were a bit more cautious because, you know, this still remains in your head that, you know, uh, a crop crash incident happened and it could happen anywhere. So um, for me, I-, I could see that the trains come packed, but people were not, you know, in such a rush to go in. They would rather wait for the next train when they see that, oh, you know, it's, it's getting too packed. So I see people staying in the queue and, and, and not moving. So I think that is a good thing. Um, and, you know, maybe there is, because there's so much media coverage on on the Itaewon crowd crush, so it gives people this, this 
you know, this, this idea that you rather be safe than to be sorry. Yep. So, uh, yeah, that does explain why. Because, you know, I mean, many cities are very densely populated. Seoul isn't even the most densely populated country, uh, city, in, uh, you know, uh, on the planet. Uh, so the density of population in Seoul is something like 16,000 square 16,000 people per square kilometer. I think in Singapore, it's half that. But a city like Manila, I think they've got, if I'm not mistaken, it's more than 100,000 people, you know, uh, per square kilometers. So certainly there are cities which are more crowded and definitely trains and, you know, whatever uh, public systems there would, you can imagine, would be more crowded. But you're right. It is a mix of, you know, expectations and culture too, which can create that kind of situation. So it is actually reassuring to hear that maybe public behavior is changing as a result of that unfortunate incident in Itaewon. So now when, you know, the holiday season uh, appears again and, you know, Seoul and South Korea continue to be very popular destinations for people from across the world, including from our region, from Singapore, from Southeast Asia. So it, it is reassuring to hear that, you know, there are some things that are changing on part of Seoul residents but also on part of authorities. Uh, is, is that a lot in the headlines? You know, uh, are they deploying more forces? Uh, are there specific lessons that, uh, you know, the tragedy has yielded? Even as we know, of course, that the investigation is probably not all complete. We do hear about some reports that have come out so far. Uh, but is that already yielding concrete changes on the ground in time for, say, Christmas, New Year? So recently, um, all the final year high school students in Korea set for this um, exam, uh, college entrance exam. And usually after the exam, they'll go out and celebrate with their friends and all that. So the police expected that there'll be lots of crowds gathering in the popular, you know, um, you know, dining and, and, and kind of clubbing districts. So they deployed more um, officers out, you know, to patrol and to keep, you know, the crowds in check. So I think this is a good sign that, you know, the police are more aware and they want, they will be doing more uh, when it comes to crowd control in, you know, during festive seasons in Korea. Right. So that that's that's really good to hear. So keep safe, Mechun, and uh, look forward to having you here again. And for now, that's a wrap for Letter from the Bureau. We hope you've enjoyed it. And if you'd like to read Mechun's column, we have a link for you in our podcast description box. And you will also find there a link to other stories in our Letter from the Bureau series. That was a podcast by The Straits Times. Send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. For more podcasts by The Straits Times, The Business Times, and Money FM 89.3, you can also download the audio by SPH app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O.